what the Springboard Virtual University gives you is social skills. It helps you to navigate this life and sets you apart. Be street smart. Tune in to the Springboard Virtual University. Hello and welcome to Springboard, your virtual university. My name is Albert Okran. Welcoming you on behalf of Team Springboard, ably led by Comfort. Springboard is your most inspirational show and the point where the greatest minds in the world converge. Springboard is brought to you by the Springboard Roche Foundation in partnership with the Multimedia Group and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, the enterprise group UMB Bank with media support from the Graphic Communications Group. So here we are on this exciting blockbuster journey called the Engine Room where we get behind the scenes with frontliners in various fields to find out the what, the why, the where, the who, the how, the tears, the joys, and the tough decisions that they make to get to where they are. The stuff you would never find in any ordinary publication or news platform. So far, we've had the blessing of hanging out with Dinah Hamilton and Israel Lai. Today, we catch the man they call Pusha. Probably one of the most admired faces in film and drama. Find out how he got there, what he does, the engine room of the industry, and who exactly is Ajiti Anand. Ajiti, good to see you. It's always a pleasure, sir. <laughs> There's just something about you that makes people like you. And when I grow up, I want to be like you. <laughs> how are you feeling today? Um, much better. Much, so, much it's your better. best day month, so so, yeah. so it's, it's so much to thank God for. Very well, very very absolutely. Yeah. When you look at your life and 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 how far you've come in the industry, recognized face across the continent and beyond, did you ever envisage yourself in film when you were growing up? Not at all, not at all. I mean, I I mean the only connection that I had with film was was because. I, I spent much of my, you know, younger days with uh, my grandparents, and it was more like a compound house, and and so you had uncles who who were on a compound, and, and their wives, what part and of kids, town was this? the estate, right? You know, and so that's where I picked up this whole movie thing and seeing what kind of stuff were they shooting at the time? Oh, from. Chinese, you know, um, to Indian, to Western, uh, cowboy, uh, you know. But for me, what what really caught my eye was that most of the time, after the the, the movie, the, the, there's this behind the scenes, and so then you get to know the characters playing, the personalities playing some of these characters, and I, I realized that some of them really were not what they were playing, and right. it fascinated me, and so I got hooked on by then, and then it became more like a hobby. I never really saw myself one day being in front of the camera. No, 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 because I was, I was, I was a bit timid, and and I, I hardly spoke. I rather listened more, and so yeah, never never saw myself. Talking about that, really, I mean, for those who know you in private, you. Yeah. Come across as a very quiet, shy person. So it's only when the, it almost seems like it's only when the lights come on that you. That's right. Anointing That's comes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 what triggered what triggered the actual transition from the watching mm. to the doing? I, I, for me, for the best part, um, the few the few instances in school when um, you know during Easter, Christmas, you know, we have this small drama thing, and somehow I found myself in there. Um, I don't remember whether 
it, it was something that I, I, I really requested for. It was just thrown at me. And so what I did was just remember, try and remember and imitate what I saw and, and, and take it very seriously. And then people would go like, hey, this guy has something. And that was what it was. And how um, I had some of the gurus in the industry um, commend me. So I was just thriving on commendations. Tell me about some of those who commended you, those who inspired you, those you watched and say, ah, that's it. Yeah, so the likes of David Donto, Akofejan, Yasidu, and the late Solomon Sampa, you know, these were great actors in, in our time when, uh, you know, you would love to, you, you just, these are people where you couldn't even see them on this, on, 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 in town. And then we didn't have the, the this age of social media. I was absent and so it was tough to come by these persons and so um, when, when you saw them meet them and they, they go like that's good the Blue River St. Juniors um, you know so it, it was really really was something that I thought um, if they they, they, they they were saying this then there must be something in there and so I said well, why not take a second look at this um, hobby thing and especially when I also wasn't sure what I really wanted to do you mentioned a few models you got a chance to that's interact right. with which of them really made time for you and spoke into your life? I think that in the very beginning, it was, it was more of Blue Riverson Jr. And he, he, he just didn't you know, feed me with information, but he, his lifestyle you know, spoke volumes for me. And, um, and so you know, he, I, I just had to look at where he was going, where, and the things that he would, um, um, as it were, not do things that he would do um, under what scenarios and situations. He told me that one thing that I won't forget is that you 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 go in there into the industry and make sure that the industry does not make you because then there's a whole culture going on and your role, you have a role to play in there, um, make that impact and, 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 and pull out, but don't be a part of the system as it were. Um, it, it, it was, I, I didn't really understand that much, you know, until practically I engaged. We'll come to that part. I'm very curious about that part, but let's, yes. let's, let's talk about the trigger points. Right. So beyond school, mm. when was, when was the first Production. What was the first production or what was the first encounter with? Was it on stage? Was it in film? Where? Where did, where did you bring so, it? So, so my first encounter was with GBC. That was GTV. Um, it was a, a, a school um, piece drama that was telecast on, on, on TV. So that was my first, but it was not on the professional level, it was the amateur level. Um, so if you'd go into the professional, there would be TV theater um, where um, we did the drama. And it was my first time um, on screen. I'd uh, seen um, the Fred Amogis, the Sefakais, who were part of a drama group that I, I'd, I'd accidentally um, bumped into. Um, seeing them really was like, oh, finally, here they are. You know, and, uh, and they, I remember the director then told me that if I had uh, continued coming for rehearsal, um, he would give me a role. I thought it was a big joke because, you know, who was I? And um, so they were rehearsing a script, actually, and um, I think one character did not turn up, so they asked me to read the part. And I read, you know, I, I'd seen them, so I wanted to really impress them um, with, with what I'd seen um, in the movies. And they were kind of, um, have I done any movies? Have I done anything? I'm like, no, please. It's like, okay. And then the director gave me that promise. Of course, the subsequent times I turned up for rehearsal wasn't because of the promise the director made to me. It was more to sit close to Stefan Kayofred and you know. And then eventually, somehow, 
this character who was cast for that part did not turn up, and indeed, same character again. That that what became my first role ever, and those were. Do you actually remember that particular production, the name of the production? Not without a fight. It was um, uh, a daddy who had four kids, and you know was very very protective of them. And I was coming in as a suitor, the youngest. And you know the, the clash between daddy protecting you know his his daughters from you know an outside. And who was the daddy in that film? Kwame Sobakabi. I I don't remember exactly what he played, um, but but he was in there. Yeah, I remember. But I remember that uh, confrontation that I had with Fred. <laughs> I, I can just imagine so acting out a part with such intensity, and then and then interacting. Outside the part, without any of what happens, is it like a dual personality when you act? It's it's uh, you know taking out the character that you are for the most part not you know in real life, and it, it's more like especially I remember the, those days when I was playing the character Pusha. Um, it was it was a totally you know we, we we didn't have a lot in common with the I mean the character I didn't have a lot in common. And and so even some of my mates when they realized that I was playing pusher, uh, one of my mates remarked that I'm sure some explosion did happen in this boy's life and he's turned around because this is not the agitated they knew in school. You know, totally transform a total transformation and didn't even know that I could even talk that much and um, so much confidence. But but I, I believe that that's that's what acting is all about. You take on this um, cloth on clothing off of this. Um, character that you're not, and and it played so convincingly. And then once done, you take the the the, the, the cloak off, and you're, you're just like that. <laughs> it requires, a, you know, a, a number of, um, uh, you know, really researching, um, making sure that you're 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 getting the mannerisms that um, it's 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 very easy for you to. Um, express the way you express in real life as a JT and then we find that in the character pusher and so you must really draw the lines in, in really building a character that is totally different from you. Um, Does it clash sometimes? Do, oh yes. Do you find yourself waking up in the night and saying but that's not me? I mean do you Oh, yes. You have conflicts between your, your reality and the rules that you wear. You, you mentioned like a oh, yes. crook, the rules yeah. that you wear. Are there sometimes conflicts? Oh yes, there are. There are. And, and, and most, most of the times is what um, it has a direct relation to my my upbringing and my nature, and and the whole perception about even um, um, the actor, and and what what would my family think, you know, about this? What would society think about this? And those were early days, and where people were very a bit skeptical about certain roles that you play. They would rather you play the angel and the pastor all through, and not the bad guy. <laughs> I, 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 had the, I had the nice roles don't bring money. <laughs> In, in actual, in actual fact, um, movies that have really made, um, you know, has been critically acclaimed and made the awards, uh, you, you don't find all the bad characters, the action roles, you know, um, really making that, breaking those grounds. It, it's those who, that are very, very thought-provoking, um, that, that, that really task your intellect. Um, those are roles that are, uh, you may call the goody-goody roles, or those that really have an impact on, 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 our, on, our, on our society that really find themselves in those spaces, so not entirely. I'm curious about what, you just, what you're saying. You talk about tasking your intellect. That's right. For somebody who's planning to go into movies, film, mm. give me an idea about the 
intellectual taxation that you mentioned. Right, right. So, one of the one of the things that I and, and probably maybe I'll, I'll I'll shift to Nafti for example. Um, I happen to be a, a lecturer, a Nafti, a part-time lecturer, and um, I, I I keep telling my my students that we have such a powerful medium. And, and whatever we put out there, material we put out there, will be consumed by the, by the public. And therefore, we should be responsible for the choices that we make um, because we are creators. And, and the goal has been to shift from just a, a medium of entertainment to tasking people to think for themselves, to, to really think and, 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 and find solutions to some of the basic things that you know, we should have you know, outgrown and found solutions to. And so wh- when I say intellect, it's, it's really making us think, even if it's laced with humor and, and wit, there has to be something out there. When somebody goes back and reflects, another angle let me take this other approach so that in effect we're entertaining ourselves but we're building something and, and so that for me has been um, the direction and, and, and it's surprising to know that unfortunately for our audience uh, when you sort of um, want to task somebody to, to, to think a bit then you have a problem because for them they see theatre or the film setting to be a place where they, they, they distress, uh, a place where from, from all that they've gone through, they want to come to a space where they can let it out and laugh at their problems, which, which therapeutically has its place. But then when, when you overdo that, or, or if you will, it, it's the norm, then you know, we'll not be, we're not able to really harness what this medium or what this industry and how it can impact us as a people, and, and therefore, that, that, those have been some of the clashes that we've had in, in tasking people to really think about their own uh, situations and, and, and what really we grapple with as, as, as a people on a day-to-day basis. Let me go to the role that made Ghanaians know Ajiti Anand. I mean, the first time I saw you, right? Things you do for love. Yeah. That series yeah. was just magical. Yeah, it was. It was. Tell me about it and how you got on it. So, um, I had a friend called Wakeful Akwako. He was also in Wakeful the industry. Was in, was in, I was in school with Oh, great. If you me. Yeah, yeah. And um, he, he also, um, he actually got me into the, the drama group where I met the friend of Mugis, etc. That landed me my first role. And he said that there was an audition going on for a new series. It was, we started with radio. And, um, and so he wanted me to read a part. And so I went in there. I actually got a role for um, the other character, Bibi, uh, who uh, Pusha would, um, you know, uh, sort of mentor. And, and so we started reading for radio. And then it got to a point where they wanted to bring it out on TV. And then a director asked me to switch characters. And I, I thought that there was, there was a problem, you know, because I had read Pusha's character. He was just such a bad boy. You know, this, this, was, this was the no-no signs that your parents were telling you, hey, 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 don't go any close. And yet, this is what he wanted me to play. And I then was also working with the Gromad National Drama Company, so I was getting some um, knowledge as far as um, theater acting was concerned. And so for me, it was more like, okay, let's see how this character, because I can't pull that from Ajete. So how can we make this character live and, and be very, very identifiable? And I took I took trips to um, some bars uh, along the coast, uh, Jamestown. You uh, did, yeah. 
because I, I was getting information from my, my gurus on how to really uh, bring up a character. And I just bought a bottle of Coke and started observing. You'd be amazed at things that you pick up. The larger than life characters who um, probably may not have had anything to eat, but then the, 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 the gesturing, the, the loudness, and it was fascinating that I, I picked characters that I imbibed into Pusha, and, and when I played it, you know, the, my neighbor was telling me that, hey, Charlie, that's your work, you'd be like, my boy, work, I didn't even know. You know, so people were connecting from different, um, you know, angles, who this character represented, and for me, that that was what um, in a lot of ways made Pusha stick because they realized that there was a Pusha in almost every neighborhood um, because it was so real, it was so practical, and and yeah, that was how um, Pusha found his, his his. Was that a turning point in your career? To a very very large extent, it was. It was. It was, and um, I. I had a number of offers coming from even the school, and um, performing arts. Why don't I come to school? And, and I still wasn't sure. And but you know, people, especially the, the, the gurus in the industry, were saying, "Look, take it, take a shot. I mean, why not? You, you have the talent. You just feel that and maybe add some, you know, training and skill to it so that it, it blossoms." And, and so I, I gave it a shot, and that's where. They got me into the school of performing arts. So let's 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 backtrack a bit right. on your education. So your your first line of education was in science. So yes, it was in science, and then I switched to levels. arts. Oh, that was um, that was when when I went to form three, switched to form from art form three. Right. Yeah. And then so your first degree was in um, the, the school of performing arts. That's right. Right. Did you ever meet Martin Uso? Oh, yes. <laughs> he was the director, Professor Martin Uso. Yes. Yeah, that he, 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 he really was an, a great impact on, on me academically. And, uh, we celebrate, we celebrate him for, for that. <laughs> so, for the, the cluster of people you went to performing arts, right. are some of them still doing big stuff in industry? Yes, um, a few. A few are. Uh, most of them have been gone behind the scenes, like a big wakwa. Um, he was uh, my counterpart who played Killer in Things to Do for Love. Right. Um, David Bossman was the, the other BB character. He's also gone behind the scenes. I think that for, for, for those of us who, uh, my, my, my colleagues, most of them have gone behind the scenes and uh, they've left me in front of the camera. So they're directors, doing production, you know, behind the scenes. Um, uh, working on um, you know managing pro- the production in its entirety. Um, others have gone into graphics, uh, etc. They didn't really gone. Meanwhile, they were, they were they were very very active in front of the camera and on stage. Yeah. How big how big is the industry? Because you you're mentioning some of the roles that people don't get to see for the benefit of those who are. This is a behind the scenes right. conversation. So for the benefit of those who see a film and they see it probably right. 20 characters mm. and they think mm. it's great. That's Give me a sense of the other rules behind the scenes that make right. it happen. Right, it's, it's very huge and um, so, so even costuming, it's, it's one, one big area and I think that one of the things that we, we do not appreciate much is, is what goes into that. And, and the fact that you know, a costumier will take a script and can determine that, okay, I'm going to give you um, gray materials or dark colors because 
of your journey throughout the production, that, that is the story. And so you're an orphan, or you, you, you have so much um, uh, not going for you, um, you're abused, you know, you touch this, it fails. We can give you bright colors. You know, that level of detail? Yes. Yes. We can give you bright colors uh, because that sends a different message and information. And so we would give you those things. And even the kind of hair that you make, uh, what is your status, etc. Uh, the, 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 unfortunately, what we've been fed with has, not been, has, has contradicted this. Because then you have an age where social media and show business is, is, is the order of the day. And so when you have a, a diva who you would want to give um, dark clothes, she's like, oh, oh no, she has her own suitcase of, um, you know, shopping, and I want to look good, so I need to wear something bright and very nice, because they, they are focused on their, their self-conscious, their self-conscious, and so how do I going to look on social media, my fan base, um, it has to always be my best side, forgetting that you're playing a character that is not you, and, and so showbiz has had its disadvantage in terms of some of these uh, specific areas where um, should have impacted our movie making in a lot of ways, and uh, we've had some conflicts there. Are there potential long-term damages to focusing wrongly on your fan base instead of the, the arts and the craft of oh, what yes. you are doing? Oh yes, there are, because then the young, the young generation are learning from us, and, and show business has become so huge that it, it's, it's now the thing, and, and people are just thinking about that, and, and therefore we're sacrificing what really should go into the making of, of our productions, our storytelling, etc., and, and, and we're not having the quality that we should have. People are just being uh, detached from, from the characters that they play, and from you know, their, their own personalities that they want to sort of um, 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 project out there and it, it's, it's doing more harm than good. Talking about projection, when people meet you and try to relate to you based on what they see in the movies as against your real life, does it, does it annoy you? Um, God, okay. <laughs> uh, there have been a few times that I, I've, I've been bitter. <laughs> um, other, other times too, it's been I've had this voice telling me that you must be doing something good. You know, sometimes we walk into a uh, fast food joint, you realize that if, 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 you, if you watch, you'd see that the mothers who have daughters are looking out for where their, their, their daughters are, sort of bring them close because, okay, the bad boy just walked in. <laughs> Well, people draw the line, you know. It's uh, it's unfortunately one thing that people cannot really detach us from who we play. But then again, I think that over time we've also um, created that perception because of the, the our lifestyles. For some, it's an extension of it, it's still movie making, even even when camera says cut, and that has been an unfortunate part because we've used some of. Um, um, the, 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 the styles, the, the characters that we, we play, and we've, we've brought them into real life, and his life still goes on, and bad boy on camera, bad boy off camera, and this has really um, been grounded in, in the minds of parents, and, and so they, they always want to tag you as uh, uh, these are the bad <laughs> When I come up from this break, I'm going to find out, finding out the real agility versus the, the pusher that is out there, and also find out how some of the the difficult decisions that one has to make in that kind of industry and that kind of work. Find out the temptations, the battles, the fights, 
the misunderstandings, the tears, the pain that characterizes being a star, especially in the movie industry. This is Springboard Venture University, brought to you by the Springboard Ratio Foundation in partnership with the multimedia group and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, the enterprise group UMB Bank, with support from the graphic business. On Tuesday, on page 18 of the graphic business, download the full transcript of this conversation with Ajit Anand, and then find out the life and times of the man everybody calls Pusha. But he says the real adjective is the diametrically opposed version of the Pusha that you love. And he's just happy to be who he is. Let's go for a break. When we come back, let's talk a bit more. Please don't go away. Delayed gratification. According to the marshmallow test, children who waited for 15 minutes to get two marshmallows instead of getting one immediately when struck later were more successful in life than those who cave into instant gratification. They scored higher on standardized tests, were healthier, had fewer substance abuse issues, and demonstrated better social skills. As Tony Robbins says, delayed gratification is a powerful tool for learning to live your life with a purpose. Here are four ways to employ delayed gratification. One, start small. Two, make rules. Three, Practice gratitude. Four, remind yourself of your goals. So today we ask you, what sacrifices are you making today to get to your desired destination? Don't be left out. Download the MTN Pulse app from the App Store or Play Store to mash up all day, every day. You can also enjoy more mashup. Just buy the new Mega Bundle and get 3 gigabytes data, extra 400 megabytes for your social apps, and free MTN to MTN calls every Monday. So just go ahead. Feel the pulse on MTN Pulse. Just be. We're good together everywhere you go. From Trotro passenger to tier robber car owner. At Enterprise, we take care of life's uncertainties so you are free to make your dreams a reality. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. UMB was established in 1972 as the premier bank for the corporate and private sector in Ghana. From our very beginning, as the only Ghanaian bank serving all categories of businesses, we set a standard for excellence and innovation over the past 45 years. We've built a financially healthy and strong bank, demonstrated our commitment to our customers and to growing businesses, and exhibited originality and innovation at every turn. At UMB, our focus is built around people, service, products, and technology. These are the key to our present success and our future triumphs. At UMB, we are poised to make a difference not only with our customers, but also in the banking industry. We invite you to share in our future. Our future starts now with you. From football fans to football star. At Enterprise, we take care of life's uncertainties, so you're free to make your dreams a reality. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. Hi, this is Diana Hamilton, and you're listening to Springboard, your virtual university. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Springboard, your virtual university. Today, rolling on with our series called 
in the engine room. We are holding a microscope, a telescope, binoculars, getting into the engine of the film and theater industry with Ajiti Anand, my guest for today. And let me say a big thank you to our partners, MTN Pulse, UMB Bank, the Enterprise Group, and of course our media partners, the Multimedia Group and the Graphic Communications Group. I just think before we went to the, on the break, yes. I'm going to tell you my lessons from your conversation so far, but before we went on the break, Nicole was talking about delayed gratification. Right. Literally, as it were, holding on to enjoyment for today yeah. uh, in favor of tomorrow. Is it, is it part of your philosophy? Have you ever had to hold on to certain pecs you would, you would rather have yeah. because of the future? Yeah, yeah. It. it's... it's it's, it's, it's amazing that you, you, you mention it. Uh, I have a very, very uh, practical example. Um, there was a point where um, in, in, when I had married and um, my, my, I, I was just getting contracts here and there, left, right, center. I then happened to be a youth facilitator at um, ICGC Christ Temple. And you know, most of these young People were interested in movies and they, they see me on TV. It was a big deal for them. They wanted to know how I do it and how uh, a Christian would still be in that field, etc. So there were a lot of you know, dialogue going on most of the time on Sundays after church. Now, here was I. I had a, a contract from a very, very, one of these big alcoholic beverage companies. And they were doing a, a series. And they, they wanted me to be uh, a part of this particular one and it was more like looking at uh, my journey from the pusher days into now and and at the end of it all you know i was supposed to drink this drink and uh, and i was like oh, oh no um, I, I can't drink so okay so we we had a back and forth and then they said you're not going to drink so they made me an offer. It was huge. Say, it is one of the biggest I've ever, I've had because they also knew the implications. Um, they're using my brand and, and the impact that they knew it would have. Have. It was then I had this conflicting, you know, I was in a dilemma. For for us on the on the on the home front, it was more like. A, God has answered our prayer because we pray for a breakthrough. You are broke. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we pray for specifically for a financial breakthrough. There was so much, so much that we wanted to do at that specific moment. And for my wife and I, this is it. God has opened the door. But we slept over it all night. Why are we having this? You know. So I approached uh, Pastor Audrey. I talked to Reverend Mesa then as well. Pastor Audrey was then here. He hadn't left. And we talked, and they gave us, they, they didn't say yes, no. They, they gave us even more to think about. And I think they even gave me a passage to read and let God speak to me. It did a lot of good. However, in, in the physical, it was more like, how can we let this go? How you manage to make those decisions? And what, one of the, one of the, Areas that really, really got us to take a decision was the idea that I will go to church on a Sunday and one of these young boys will come and say, Hey, say, I saw you drinking uh, alcohol on TV. For them, the image is enough. 
It doesn't matter the thousand words you've spoken about. Focus on your books, no drinking, no focus of alcohol and drugs. No, no, no. You know, for them, that's, that's the image they carry. So, okay, it's cool to drink. And I didn't want that at all. I didn't want to confuse them at that level. And I thought that I owed them um, so much. I was responsible for them. These were young people who God has um, given to me to sort of mentor and lead them, you know. And so I could not put them in that dilemma. So I told my wife that, you know what? It's a no. It was painful. I say it so easily, but it was painful. But I, I trusted, I just needed to trust God that this would be um, an opening for me. And true to His word, look, the, 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 the doors that opened for me, you, you can't place value on. It's just amazing from there on. These stories are beautiful because. Somebody listening to you today will make a decision today, now, 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 now. Yeah. So you're saying that you walked away from huge money, and at that time it was very difficult. But you look back now and you see it was the right decision. It was. And Elon was a big part of that decision. Yes. You know, I'm a very big fan of Elon. <laughs> yeah. We've done stuff together, we together at yeah. church, but, but, yeah. but I, I celebrate you and Elon for what you represent. And Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to find out how But for you, looking back, yeah. no regrets. No regrets at all. But, but it was huge. It was huge. But no regrets. No regrets. <laughs> if you're making a big decision like that, these are the parameters that, that you want to use in making that big decision yeah. about delayed gratification or anything else that involves a conflict between your values and then your opportunity. That's right. Let me celebrate the, the pastors who gave you guidance. Oh, they are friends yeah. of mine, so let oh, me steal right. the platform to <laughs> celebrate the Reverend Kofi Ochre in Milton Keynes right. in the UK. Um, thank you so much for, for being there for him at the time. Did you see Pastor Alan? Uh, Alan Reverend Alan is very popular on this platform. Thank you for providing them with the tools to make these important decisions. And I, I suspect that because they didn't prescribe a solution, it was easier to take their counsel. If they had said, don't do it, I'm sure you would have been I know, that probably, yeah. yeah but so that was about possible. delayed gratification. That's right. So let me give you my lesson so far. Maybe you will see that you haven't done badly at all. So, but if, if you just joined us, this is Ajiti Anand in the engine room with me here on Springboard Virtual University. And as is our custom here, lessons from Ajiti Anand. Number one is about admiring the gurus. Just going to watch others who were acting and then just admiring what they did and learning by observation. Number two is about opportunity. It says one character didn't show up one day, one day, and they said, can you try it? What was the first name of that character? Do you remember? Gabi. Wherever you are, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord do you good because your absence that day was the opening of the door. So, so, so Gabi never came back. He never did. Charlie, that was his name. It was probably your destiny. It, it, it must have been. It was I just, believe so. God opening the door for you. Just at that time. Yeah. So opportunity, stepping in when yeah. somebody didn't show up. In this case, Gabi didn't show up for yeah. the rehearsal. Number three is about professionalism. He says, theater makes you take on a role that is possibly opposed, diametrically opposed to your reality or your persona. But you wear it like a piece of clothing and take it off afterwards. And he says, sometimes it comes with conflicts between your re who you really are and what you are supposed to act. Number four is about intellect and philosophy. He says, film and theater must make us think. It must engage us intellectually beyond all the humor and the wit. There is also a place for reflection. Number five is training. He says he honed his craft. In spite of all the fans, all the progress, he made time to go and hone his craft to the degree at 
the School of Performing Arts, where he was largely influenced by Professor Martin Owusu, and he went on to become a part-time lecturer at NAFTI, correct? Right. That's right. Excellent. Number six is observation. I love that one. He says, taking the role involves research and adaptation. He says, for Pusha in particular, he had to literally go and visit bars on the coastline and buy a bottle of soft drink, sit down and watch the larger-than-life characters come and perform. And you see, ah, that's how Pusha is supposed to act. So if you are in acting, that is the engine room for you. Number seven, he says, invisible roles. He says, most industries are far larger than those you see on set or on the front line. And he says, people like costumers have to do a lot of thinking, reflection on the science and everything of the role to design the outfit, the colors that you are supposed to wear, and this is really a science. Let me, let me stay with, with the, the, the background people a bit. Right. You were mentioning about, about the special effects. Yeah, so the art direction team are responsible for all those. For example, if you have a bullet shot, how the effects that they create, it's all artwork. Uh, one one, one uh, significant one, if you've seen The Passion of the Christ, uh, the, the, the nail hold up you know in, in Jesus's palm and it, it's all artwork they, they, they have to draw and, and use all kinds of um, colors to, to, to give you that image and then when the special effects team comes in and then it, it, it makes it whole so it's, it's, it's a whole new yeah, you know the crazy thing yeah. that picture of Jesus's palm with the nail hole will probably be on this on the screen for just Five seconds. That's right. But it probably is a month of, of design. It, it's, it's, it, it takes a lot of time. Sometimes, you know, just to do that on set, um, the, the art direction team would take about an hour just to create that in your palm using all sorts of materials, etc., to give you that effect. And we Does it get boring on set when they keep doing the same thing over and over? Uh, I, I think, um, you know, once, once you know what, what it takes, you're prepared for it. And so you. Um, it, it doesn't really get boring, and, and, and you should, if you show interest, you actually pick a thing or two and appreciate, you know, what what work goes into it, and and, and also for your own repertoire, uh, probably especially when most of us who also go into production ourselves, then it's an opportunity for you to learn. Um, even though the, you you are a, a performer, you can also get some. Um, some knowledge when it comes to our dad. Apart from the performing, which of the background roles are you likely to go into in future? It would probably be directing. Why? Because I, I think that um, you, 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 are, you, are, you are the guy in the seat. Um, you have the total picture and, and, and you make the calls. And when you are in that position, then you're responsible for the total picture. Let's let's tune your attention to celebrate any director in Ghana right. who has impressed you. I mean, it's ni- it's nice to say I like celebrating people, right? And I'm sure the person is probably watching you and enjoying <laughs> from, from nowhere. You just mentioned their name and they're like, yeah. "Wow!" Yeah. The person thinks that highly yeah, of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you wanted to celebrate a director that you think this person really pushed the frontiers, Shelley Shelley from Popman. You know, I guessed it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I, 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 I somehow guess it with Shelly. Shelly, Shelly. What about, about Shelly makes her impressive so much? She seems to get it right. Yes. Beyond, beyond, you know, a mastery of her craft, there's one thing that I, I give it to her, and is that it doesn't matter if you are a, a Denzel Washington or whoever, any of these big um, actors, 
if she wants something, she'll get it out of you. Uh, tell me about movie titles and, and, and what they mean. What yeah. crafting them, what it takes, acting them, what it means, and yeah. reflecting on them, what it evokes in you. The, it, what, what, what in, in, in one breath, what it, it does, um, some of these storylines, is to make you the, the actor think. And, and that it is not, they're not titles that, you know, when, 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 you, when, when you write them, you immediately can tell that, oh, this is what we're talking about. But it's, it's so um, pregnant with ideas and so many um, things going on. You only realize this at the end of the production. Like, oh, now I get it. Why this thing in the tail? <laughs> Let me ask you a few one, 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 one sure. more questions. Have you been broken on set before? Have you been broken in this industry before? Yes, I have. By what? By um, there was a, a scenario where um, actually partly created. Um, it was how to really connect with my audience at the end of the day, and I had to really let go and therefore I, I went into my real life experience about an incident that happened to a young child and I'm very, I know I'm very sensitive to young kids and what they go, even when, when, when they are sick I wish I could take the sickness so that they are free. Oh, is that why <laughs> you went into youth facilitation in church? Uh, probably, you know, on, on hindsight I could say I think so, even yeah, though unconsciously, you know, it's something that I didn't really, um, didn't really know. And, 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 and that really got to me, and therefore, even though audience could see that I was letting go, it wasn't because of the scene, but it was a connection that I had made in, in, in real life. So and you cried on set? So I did, I did. I really, I really. And it impacted on the other character, Majid, wasn't supposed to cry, but he also ended up breaking up because I had. Uh, you, know, you mentioned Majid, <laughs> and you mentioned, you, and, and, and these are people that people see as larger than life characters. Right, and, and, right. But you are human. You are. What yeah. do you fear the most? I I believe that what I fear the most is when the the feedback that I get, and then two folds. One is when I know for a fact that that was not my that was not my best. And the people are like, oh, wow, you did that. I'm like, oh, goodness, please. Just, just be sincere. Just, just because it's a GTM and you can't tell him that he goofed here or there. And I think that sometimes our audience are not really sincere with us. They, they want to thrive on the fact that all is good, all is well. And we need that um, honesty from them because that's the only way we can grow. And it has also shaped us into demigods where it's like we can never go wrong. And then the other would be nobody took anything away or they missed the point. And, and, and I've seen a number of times where I have um, questioned, so what, what really did they, did they get a message in there? Did they find themselves in the story that you know, they can relate to? And then they talk of very superficial things. Oh, it's, it's, it was nice. It was nice. I just love the way you acted. It's like, you know... Something is wrong some ways. Either we have not been able to really um, uh, make them understand what, what the message has been about or, or they just totally did not get it. They were looking for something else. And, and those have been my, my fears. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> but they are powerful fears. So you're saying that your two big fears are insincere feedback. 
That's right. And then also acting out the play that the message gets lost yes. in midstream. Yeah. That's quite strong. Yeah. Yeah. Let yeah. me talk about temptation. Is the is the industry is it is it a very tempting place to be? Oh, the fuck. It's so huge. And uh, for, for for some time, you know, I was I was a loose cannon, and when I say a loose cannon, it was even before marriage, and because I, I didn't have a template to prepare me to this show business. I had I'd lived, in, you want to say, two generations: a generation that didn't know social media, and and now the one that did. And so you're not prepared; you just throw into it, and it's all this attention from all kinds of people, especially for a guy from the ladies, and they see they're screaming, ah, I get there. It's like, oh, I do this. <laughs> this is new. And so I, I find myself in pleasing my audience because I, I somehow the culture was um, give them what they want and they'll make you, you know, they'll praise you, you have your fan base is going to increase. Following was, was such a big deal when it comes to social media. For me, it was just pleasing that people send me messages and I want to immediately reply. I spend hours replying messages because, um, especially when somebody goes like, oh, what's for this, your other colleague, when you send a message, they don't even reply. But you do it so well and you, you, you tell, tell you how humble you are and, and how you, you, you make it so easy to access you. But I was, I was causing some damages. And, and so this... Let on. Sometimes I leave people on and I send emojis that I shouldn't send before you realize it's becoming very, very intimate emojis and, and, and we're dialoguing. I'm like, hey, Ajiti, what did I get here? <laughs> and you want to pull out and somebody said that, hey, no, we've come too far. Or you come really? too And they want to threaten you. They want, I mean, it's a whole new world out there and you have to be careful. Um, it, it, it triggered into marriage setting and so it created where third parties were coming in with, with all sorts of messages and some people sent me photos and, and this, this, this was really becoming huge. There, there are a lot of times where I brought so much hurt and pain to my wife and the times where, so because of that intentionally I'd make sure that premiers and stuff, she, 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 I'll find ways in which she should not be able to go because it gives me leeway to meet these characters in person um, beyond just texting. And and it, it, it brought so much harm, so much hurt. But you, but you and Elon have a beautiful marriage. Well, yeah, but a lot, a lot has gone in. Uh, uh, you know, I must tell you, I must tell you, Elon, to find out what does it mean to be an actress, an actress wife? Because Elon and I get on very well. She told right, me yeah. how she yeah. supports. And you, you met on set, didn't you? Yes, we did. We did. Yes, we did. Uh, tell, us, tell us how it happened. So, so it was a uh, things to do for love. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. It really was a, a watershed moment yeah. in your life. Yeah, it was, and it was. Um, I mean, we, we all started as a family kind of thing. We we're young, and so for us, being on the screen was a big deal. Most of us were in school, and 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 we all are about the same age. I think probably I and a few others were a bit older. And I saw her in the company of this other girl, Fabia Yolanda. And, and you, you, know, you know when you see uh, girls who are well brought up or from a good home. It, it's how they talk, um, how they behave on set, how they carry themselves. And, and, and I just wanted to be a part of that clique, you know. Um, especially when my, my grandmother's words have never left me um, that a good name is better than riches. It may sound like a cliche, but it, it, it does magic when you focus on a good name. 
and 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 so I I, I formed some kind of friendship, uh, but it didn't really thrive until we met on the University of Ghana. Uh, but of course, we had a basis there, and there were things that I had um, admired in here, and and that was where it, it, when we met at the University of Ghana, then it picked off and it blossomed into something more beautiful. And, and yeah, <laughs> I, I, I I I think you, you represent what many would aspire to have. Even the challenges that you mentioned are themselves a great testimony for people who are also yeah. going through their challenges because you are bold enough to say, I, had, I, I struggled with these challenges. Oh, yes, and, and so where do you find the strength to... Where do, where, where do you find the strength to... It's, it's, it's amazing that she... My wife is just phenomenal. It's, it's for me, it's, she's, she's such a gift. And, and when I look back, I look at how God bring people into my journey purposefully um, so that I, I achieve whatever his place, you know, uh, me here for. And he, she has been a, 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 such a strong impact on, on me. Um, she really needed to understand what I was going through and understand what the dangers that this industry offers and for her to realize that um, it wasn't just, it was a combination of not having um, uh, some kind of mentorship as far as um, dealing with these issues were uh, and, and really helping me out. And so we had to really, you know, analyze things, decide to, okay, now I can't go anywhere without her and I had to really enjoy. It wasn't that, okay, this is, this is a military kind of tactic, so you do this. I like you know, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they call for that because this, we, we're, we're, we're in a battle. Because people out there create the impression as if they also own me. But they do in their minds. And that's the beautiful thing about acting so well. Yeah. Because that's the, if it's your fault that you act so well, so people own the character and want to extend the relationship <laughs> beyond the screens, right? What's the future like for Aditya? Just to wrap up, what do you see when you look into the future? I, I, I see uh, um, a lot of bright, bright opportunities. Um, you know, because for me, it is, I'm, I've got to the point where it is no more Ajit's agenda, but it is God's agenda. And that's where my focus, uh, I want my focus to be. Um, I know that it's not, it hasn't been a by accident that I've been in this industry. It is for me to play a certain part, a key role, which is vital. Uh, for young people who God has given so much talent to, to, to be able to find a way and have a, a clear path um, into impacting this um, industry. And so for me, there's so many opportunities that I, I want to even use the, the body of Christ um, and, 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 and engage them much more in this industry because I, I think that we have a, a responsibility and a role to really um, bring in a lot of sanity, a lot of discipline, uh, which has been one of some of the areas that have really cost us as, as, as a body. Um, it, yes, it's important that we're skilled, we're trained in this um, profession, but when we, we, we don't have character, there's that's very little that we can do. And, and for me, I think that the, that the future is very bright as far as I stay on course and, and, and make this happen for, for many. Let's end with the industry as a whole, the future of the industry. What, what would you like to see change uh, in terms of policy, in terms of approach? Mm -hmm for the future of this, because we're looking at expanding the economy, we're looking at That's creating right. much more space. I've hung out with right. a number of actors who want uh, key players 
who want to see this industry grow, employ more people, make this place a hub, a hub, and compare us to what is happening in Nigeria, other parts of Africa, and say, listen, you can do even better. What would it take? I think I'm not sacrificing professionalism and. um, for, for a lot of um, our, our productions, for a lot of our works, people have sacrificed that. Um, we haven't really been able to really get those who are competent for, for specific roles. And it's always been on, um, based on emotional, um, ways in which to cut connects and, and just save some money. And so just get this guy in the neighborhood who seemed to have his head on screwed on well even though he may not be the best for the role and and that has cost us and therefore it's, it's limited us to this setting and we've not had that global appeal um, in times where we have really been focused in, 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 in being professional about all that we do we have seen the impact that is had out there and so it means that that's the way to go being professional and getting the competent people to really um, take, take, take charge of affairs that's one of the areas and of course Discipline, discipline. In, the, in this age of show, show business, uh, we need that um, because we, we, we. I, I tell some of my colleagues that look, it's the kind of stuff that we put out there, we have, we have so much power that we don't realize, and and this medium that we, we, the content and materials we put out there, we're, we're selling a part of this industry, and we have to be very, very responsible that um, we're making the right choices so that um, you know it won't come back to 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 to, to haunt us or hurt us and unfortunately for the younger generation who are coming whether they don't pick up those uh, uh, bad signs um, for it to generate into something that we would would never have anticipated describe your life and journey with one word hmm that would be tough there um On this very favorable (laughs) note, we bring our conversation in the engine room with Ajiti Anand to a close. Very reluctantly, because Ajiti is one of my main men I really admire and and appreciate him for what he does and what he represents. And just to sign up for every one of you who is a note taker like me, let's find out what Ajiti has been sharing with us today. I've had to combine some of them because the lessons were more than 10. And as usual, we need to give you 10 for your notes. So, Tell me which of these 10 lessons from Ajita is your favorite. The first one is about admiring the gurus and also by seizing the opportunity. He says he spent time just admiring the experts apply their craft until one day when an opportunity came because somebody didn't show up, a Gabi didn't show up, and he stepped in. That's lesson number one. Number two is about professionalism. He says theater makes you take on a role that is sometimes not you, and you have to wear it like a piece of clothing and take it off and he says that also comes with perception because sometimes people assume that you are the bad character they see and they shield their children or their daughters from you so it's about professionalism and, and then also perception the three is about intellect and philosophy he's challenging theater film drama to make us reflect and engender societal change and not just the humor the weights the fun um, in themselves. Number four is training. He talks about honing his craft at the School of Performing Arts and going on to be a lecturer at NAFTI. Number five is about observation. He says, in taking on a role, you sometimes need to observe, research, and adapt to that role. And he had to spend time in bars 
watching characters and learning from them. Number six, number six is about invisible rules. Since the industry is far larger than you think, and people like those who do costumes, those who do the effects, uh, and so on, are really a science, not just something that is done haphazardly. Number seven is delayed gratification. Since you walked away from a very huge amount of money that he still thinks about, but it was the right decision, and God honored him by blessing him immensely for that decision. Number eight is about excellence. See, he celebrates someone like Shirley from Pompmanso who has the guts to come on set and demand excellence no matter who you are, whether you are an A-list actor or not. Demand the quality she wants and the way she wants it on set and engage you until it comes out right. Number nine, his greatest fear is insincere feedback or acting and somebody getting nothing out of the film. And then number 10, it says the theater industry is fraught with temptation. And it's a very tough terrain that nothing prepares you for. And his greatest source of support has been his wife holding his hand and trusting God with him that he will be fine. And he has been fine. And he will be fine. Ajiti, this is my list of 10. Which one is your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> for the last. Yeah, easy. My God is your strength. Yes. A big thank you to you for joining us on Springboard and Virtual Invest. Yes, we really enjoyed enjoyed this time in the engine room, sharing things that probably you would not find anywhere else but here on your virtual university. And we pray for God's blessing on this journey. And may the next ten years, twenty years, be even better you. as you ply your crafts at the global level and also continue serving God in the beautiful way that you do. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. Sir. Thank you. Thank so, you. on behalf of Team Springboard, led by Comfort. My name is Albert Okran, thanking you on behalf of our sponsors. I want to sign off by saying, God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. We are out.